a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I am Mara Carabello, filling in for Boyd Matheson today. And goodness, this next guest is an old um, friend and former former boss of Boyd Matheson's. Um, and we're excited to have him here. Uh, the topic is about former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, who died a couple of weeks ago at the age of 82. And today, he is lying in state at the U.S. Capitol. And one person who knew Senator Reid for a very, very long time is Utah's own Senator Mike Lee. And we are very grateful for the opportunity to talk to Senator Lee, who's on the line with us right now. Hello, Mara. Good Thanks be for you. being yeah, thanks for being here. Okay, so your first term, the first time you were sworn in, was Harry Reid's fifth time um, being sworn in. So what did he say to you after you got elected? It was great. I had my whole family there. He had his whole family there, including his son, Josh, who had been my best friend since sixth grade. Oh, wow. And he was the majority leader, the Senate majority leader by that time. And, and he gestured to me to come over to his desk. And uh, so I did so as the other senators were walking up to be sworn in in the next batch. And, and uh, you know, I, I wondered what he might say for a brief moment. I thought, oh, he, he's just giving me encouragement or something like that. Instead, he said, you know, Mike, when I first met you, um, you had more hair uh, uh, than I did. And, and so did my son, Josh. And, and now I. <laughs> I've got more hair than either one of you. <laughs> uh, that is fantastic. That was fantastic. <laughs> it, it was it was characteristic Harry Reid because he's uh, he's got a wonderful sense of humor. He doesn't take himself too seriously. He's kind. He's considerate, and he's uh, he's a lot of fun. And I miss him. I'll bet. So what what don't we know about him? Tell us a little something that you know he had a big personality. Um, What's something that you saw that we didn't get a chance to see with Senator Reid? He was a really considerate person. Uh, and th- this manifested itself, especially with his family and uh, with with neighbors and, and friends. Uh, he was a really good dad. Hmm. One of the first times I interacted with him, um, I, I made arrangements to go over uh, to my friend Josh's house and uh, Josh's parents found out that this was in sixth grade. He's always 11. I had basketball practice the night I was going to go over there. And so Harry said, oh, no problem. I'll, I'll pick you up. And there was a misunderstanding about where the practice was. He went to the wrong place or, 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 or I was at the wrong place. Anyway, he drove around town for like an hour and a half looking for me. I remember afterwards thinking, man, that's kind of embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> my new friend's dad, a, a U.S. congressman, no less, 
uh, drove all around town just just looking for me. But he's that kind of person. He looks out for people. When he finally connected with you, what, what was he? What was he ticked? Was he fine? Is he... no, not at all. No, no, he was just relieved. He was just relieved. Uh, I wish I could remember the rest of that story. Maybe the location of my basketball practice had changed, and my my parents and and he hadn't communicated. I'm not sure, but he he wasn't the least bit ticked, at least not visibly so, and couldn't have been more welcoming from the moment I I first set foot in their house. Oh, wow. So you're in this unique position of answering this. So what, if you're writing um, Harry Reid's legacy, what do you believe his legacy is? Well, his legacy is that of a, of a hard-charging, hard-hitting statesman who believed strenuously in the things that he believed in. He was, uh, he was unconventional in almost every way. Uh, he, he came from this town called Searchlight, Nevada, that nobody had ever heard of. Uh, his his mother supported the family uh, in which he was raised by doing the laundry for a lo- local brothel, and th- this is not uh, uh, not the kind of environment that any person wants to grow up in, and nor is it the kind of environment that one associates with a future world leader. And yet he was, um, and he he did so out of the passion of his heart and a genuine desire to serve his fellow beings. Wow. Um, so oh, you guys also share a very unique perspective as, from my point of view, and that's being a Western um, representative, right? Whether your party's yeah. uh, in the majority or not, it, I think some of the affinity is being a Westerner, but there are challenges representing a small state against really populated states. What, what guidance did he give you or what do you share in common as Western senators? Yeah, as Western senators, he and I frequently agreed on – some public lands issues. There, there are many instances in which a state like ours, uh, where two-thirds of the land is owned by the federal government, is uniquely vulnerable to certain conditions. Uh, for example, um, wildfire suppression and the, the management of our public lands uh, can, can really uniquely affect us because when they're not managed appropriately and when the, there's, there aren't adequate precautions taken, uh, to suppress wildfires and to reduce fuel, uh, our states can be uniquely affected. So um, he and I didn't always agree on everything. He's a Democrat and I'm a Republican, but um, but sometimes we did. And uh, when when we did agree on things, we we uh, often talk through it. And, and inevitably, in those circumstances, he'd say, "Okay, we're agreeing here. So which one of us is wrong?" Uh, uh, he was always good-natured about the fact that he and I could be uh, good friends, notwithstanding our disagreements. Right. So what you're in this unique position in which you have um, been shoulder-to-shoulder with the past generation of leaders, and you are among the future generation. I say generation by chronological, not age. But um, Mm -hmm. what, what can the current group of leaders of which you're a part learn and do better from the past generation of which I would put Harry Reid there. Um, what have we lost that you would assert we need to gain back again? Well, um, I don't know that I would always put it in a generational sense. Not every mm-hmm. member of Harry Reid's generation had what Harry Reid had. Right. But we certainly did lose something with Harry Reid, which is um, it, it, he was someone who was very straightforward. He would tell you exactly where he wanted to go with a particular issue and didn't get overly sentimental 
about whether or not you agreed with them. But he so, was able to do it in, in a dispassionate but confident way. Great. Thank you so much, Senator Lee, for joining us. I know you're looking over your shoulder at a vote, so we appreciate your time today. Thank you for joining Inside Sources. I've enjoyed being with you. Um, remember to do something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference today. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.